Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. What up, what up? This is Jack. Ball vs. Life is here and it is back. It's been a minute, JC back in session let me dust off this mic a little bit holy shit man <laughs> got cobwebs on it <laughs> a little bit man it's i feel like it's been a minute uh but it hasn't been that long but it it feels like it's been like forever so i'm glad to be back how are you man i'm good man it just goes it goes it just goes to show a lot of stuff has been happening in your life i feel your time has been full let's just put it that way it's not yeah. like you know this this time between we haven't done anything with our lives <laughs> I feel like after the, the the finals, it was just a good time to just kind of take a break, yeah. enjoy, mm. and bask in the glory of mm. victory, and then just live life. And then life kind of caught wind of that, caught a whiff of that, that, that smell of victory, and then just mm. an avalanche of, of real life stuff. So mm. no complaints, man. I feel yeah. like, you know, after being in the house for God knows how long, past two and a half years, bro, I mm. think it's time for us to you know get back to how things were so trying to get there i mean i'll speak for myself i think after things got better with covid in terms of things opening up and i mean things are fully open up now (laughs) yeah dude you know there's no two ways about it there's been a backlog on weddings Uh, i've been to a couple weddings uh this summer Uh, i know summer's coming to a to an end but Mm -hmm. i've been to two weddings this past two months or two, i don't know i don't even know how it's long it's season. been since our layout yeah, wedding mm-hmm. season pretty mm-hmm. much everyone that's been backlogged because of covid they they decided to have their wedding so yeah um i've been to two weddings and it's it's great man great to to celebrate with friends and i know you yourself have been to a friend's wedding a close friend's wedding yeah man i was on your neck of the woods uh not no. too long ago in uh, mid-july and I didn't have two weddings. I had uh, one wedding, but it was mm. a destination wedding, at least for me, because I had to mm. drive all the way down, uh, up from NorCal down to SoCal. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I second the notion, man. I do feel like, uh, you know, people are catching up to, you know, you know, opportunities that mm. had to be pushed back. And it's it's nice, man. I don't know how mm. you felt, but I felt it was refreshing to be able to kind of get together with people once again and kind of celebrate. Mm-hmm. you know love man so really awesome time uh it was great i agree with you i mean i i think having not celebrated in that way with friends mm-hmm. it's really refreshing to just go back to some kind of normalcy we had three years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to be able to be in a space get some drinks with friends and celebrate love and just celebrate family celebrate just that closeness again in person there's something different you know like doing mm-hmm. it in person is you just you can't you, yeah you can't mimic it yeah there definitely is no substitute to you know having that you know eye contact and just that that mm-hmm. that, that 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 social experience that you get in, in, mm. in, with people especially with people that you haven't seen in a while so oh yeah dude uh, the energy is different and you know what's refreshing at least for me cuz you know it's been a minute you know at least with the wedding that I went to I hadn't seen mm. some of my friends for the past years mm. definitely not in uh, in person and mm. what's refreshing is despite all that time away from each other once you see mm. them once again you just kind of revert back to how it yeah. was prior to that and mm. i don't know dude i i love i love that vibe i love that energy there's just something i don't know authentic about like mm. friendships where you could just kind of just snap right back to how it was dude Despite that's, being away mm-hmm. and in completely different circumstances, I mean that's a mark of a good friendship, man. Mm-hmm. That you, that I mean, you cannot see somebody for sometimes years, dude, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. see them, and it's like not a day has passed. Like those yeah. things are rare, man. Honestly, getting older now, you take those like you don't take those things for granted anymore. Like when you're younger, you're just like, oh, you don't really think about it. But being older now, because people get busy with life, you know, like people have so many responsibilities, especially friends now with kids or just family obligations or they, they, they've moved on, they moved to a further location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, to be able to hang out with a buddy that you haven't seen for a while, but just be able to kick it like old, old school times. That's, yeah. That's rare, man. It, what's extra rare is for me to not be around my kids. 
So for me to do this destination wedding and actually have, you know, my in-laws take care of the kids and mm. be pretty much just like running solo once again and being able to see my friends, I've been able to like hang out guilt-free mm. and, and just kind of stay up late, dude. Like my my schedule right now is I, tr- I crash between like 8.30 to 9 p.m. because I got to wake up early yeah. the next day to bring the kids to mm. school. So it was nice to be able to just be out bro like kicking it over in like pasadena you know yeah. with my my homeboys just kind of i don't know man just just you know like eating food and like hitting mm. up a bar and just like dude like it's been forever since i've done that so it was it was great man i loved it i miss man, it dad got don dad gone wild man <laughs> <laughs> i hardly no. wild dude i i barely uh, i bear i barely uh, uh um indulged uh it, mm. with the with the drinks but you know i i don't know just staying up late is wild for me at this point so well let, let's kidding? first start with let's give a shout out to mark mark oh, has yeah. been a past guest on this podcast and mm-hmm. um the wedding that you're talking about and what mark's your good friend mm-hmm. uh, mark is a friend of mine as well mm-hmm. um Congratulations to Mark. It was a, his wedding that you went to. He was the groom and he tied the knot, man. Big step in his life. Yeah. Shout out to Mark. Thanks for mm. uh, honoring me as a, a groomsman for the wedding. I know you're tuning mm. in and uh, beautiful wedding. Uh, yeah. Very happy for you, bro- buddy. And uh, yeah, best of luck in this journey, man. Congratulations. Well, tell us about your experience since you know you were part of the wedding party. And that's an honor, dude. Is it high? Is a high honor to be part of a wedding party? Actually, <laughs> it is a very, very high honor to be a mm. part of a, a a wedding party. Just because it's you know it's your your buddy entrusts you to be you know part of that circle of friends that you know he wants to be able to kind of share that that special moment in in, in their life. So it definitely comes with a lot of uh, love and, uh, and trust to be in the wedding party, but it also comes with a lot of responsibility, man, yeah. because yeah. a wedding is an event, man. A wedding is an mm-hmm. event, and there's a lot of moving parts, and as part of the wedding party, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like there's an innate responsibility to kind of, you know, kind of fulfill your role with regards to that. So... Um, as much as I wanted to, um, you know, you know, just kind of unwind and, and lash out, you know, uh, I, mm. I, I, di- I did feel like I was part of like uh, the staff in terms of just like, mm. you know, making sure that everything went smoothly. So, you know, um, it's, it's just one of those things, man. You know, if you're part of that, 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 that production, that show, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you, you, you need to kind of stay on point. So, um, with that said, man, you know, I attended the really beautiful wedding over there in um, in SoCal. And I don't know, man, it's it's my first wedding outside of the Northern California sort of region. So it's very different wow. vibe, uh, uh, to say the least, uh, over there. Well, I I was part of a wedding party uh, mm-hmm. for a high school friend of mine. Um, yeah, like a month or two, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a I mean, it's a big production. I mean, for your that groom or your the bride, whoever mm-hmm. you're friends with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big production. I mean, it's a lot goes into one freaking day. Yeah, so dude. being part of that production, you gotta, you know, you gotta play a role. Um, and not everyone um, necessarily takes on responsibility to take on that role. But mm-hmm. I know you and I, mm-hmm. our personalities, we tend to take shoulder some of that responsibility or take it seriously anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. I mean, and it's, it's you know, you want to make sure at the end of the day, the groom is on point. If you're yeah. part of the, the groomsman, like that's your job. Yeah. Like to make sure he's not worried about a lot of things that he can focus as best as he can. And you know this because you're married and mm-hmm. it's, I know the wedding was a long time ago, but it's hard to, to be focused on in the moment because yeah. there's so many things that you're worried about. And yeah. that's the job of a groomsman to try your best to to have him enjoy the moment, even though it's very difficult. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It, it's like, I mean, we play team sports, right? We play hoops, man. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of know that if it's the big day of one of your teammates, your job mm-hmm. is to set them up pretty much. You know, yeah. it's not an individual sport. So that's the mentality that I kind of come mm-hmm. in with being part of like a wedding party for something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's like you, you, you got your quote unquote star player and that's their day. And, you know, yeah. you play your role to be able to kind of set them up and make sure that you ultimately put on a good show 
quote unquote win the game and make sure mm-hmm. that you kind of you know make sure that everybody enjoys himself because you are part of that that squad so it's not you know less of like a a working kind of uh analogy but more of like a team sport analogy that's actually a good way to think about it Mm. well it's funny because (laughs) i i I didn't we i didn't mean to uh mention this but Mm -hmm. i i think you sent me a post about um Whose wedding was it? It was it Draymond's? No, it wasn't Draymond's wedding. Oh, it was it was Draymond's wedding. It was Draymond's wedding. Actually. It was Draymond's, it wedding. Was Draymond's so, wedding. As you were, you know, there for your good buddy Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those guys got together and had a wedding yeah. as well, so they had to play a role as well. well also in SoCal, <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. saw a lot of uh, Pictures, social right? media this past yeah. week where mm-hmm. there were they uh, Draymond Green. I, I I didn't know that he wasn't married actually. Mm. Um, Maybe the you know with with his fiance, but not now his wife, right? And it was a star-studded party, man. I don't know if you saw all the social media, but when I first saw it, I sent it to mm. you because it was LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green in one photo. I'm just like this. This photo just blew my mind, man. I mm. wouldn't be surprised if uh, if LeBron was actually part of the wedding party. I don't know if he was, man. Yeah, I actually I'd be intrigued to know who's part of his wedding party. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know we could Google that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it kind of. But LeBron and Dre are close, dude. Yeah, like they're they're I think they're legitimately close. I mean, they're it's... they're rep by the same agency, but I think they actually built like a friendship. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy that they have built this friendship just because it started off as a really intense li- uh, rivalry. Like, what, I mean, yeah. we saw what happened in 2016. As much as I try to forget that year, bro, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that rivalry was as real as it could get, man. And they really kind of mm-hmm. didn't like each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, X amount of years after they're attending and getting lit at the same at the same wedding, <laughs> taking photos and uh I don't know. Maybe a lot of the old school kind of uh, ballers don't like that, but I don't mm. know. This is this is the new NBA, new media, as Draymond know, likes to man. call it, right? Like, and yeah. it's just everybody's kind of friends with with each other, or at least the top, the cre- cream of the crop, at the very least. And man, mm. those photos were epic, man. Yeah, blurred lines now. I'll tell you that much. I know, blurred man. lines now. Um, but yeah, like back to um, Mark's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kudos to Mark. Um, you know. I'm I myself in trying to plan a wedding, so just getting into it, it's very difficult, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of logistics and a lot of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and just a lot of moving parts trying to figure out. So it's a jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. that you're trying to put together, and it can be very overwhelming. So that's why I'm like, shout out to Mark. Um, he's already completed the task, mission accomplished. So good on him, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot over here, bro. But how's that journey going for you? I know it's a lot of work, mm. but like you know, how's it going <laughs> with the? Well, with it's the just a lot stuff? of communi- It's a lot of communication, man. You got to communicate with your partner. You got to figure out what the budget is comfortable, you mm-hmm. know, and what that budget entails, mm-hmm. given also what you want. So there's just all this stuff that you got to communicate, and then also once you start actually looking at venues, it. It comes crashing down. You're like, oh, shoot, this mm-hmm. is how much money you'll take and what you'll get and how much more effort you'll have to put in. Um, so, yeah, trying to figure it out because we're not rich, all right? So it's not like there's a blank check there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're not going to get help from family. So uh, it's going to be one of those things where we got to figure it out, um, what fits, and hopefully we can get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it'll be exciting once those pieces really start to fall, to, fall in together. Um, we did check out a venue recently, went to San Diego or mm-hmm. Del Mar area, which is near San Diego. And it was a beautiful venue, but there was some, for the price that you're getting, I was like, eh, not worth it, you know? Yeah. It is It is close to the beach, but you're also like, not worth it, man. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. it. There definitely is a budgetary, like a fiscal responsibility that you kind of mm-hmm. have to tackle it with just because, you know, especially starting at the venue and it just come from my own experience right like that's just like a it's a major expense but it's not the only oh, yeah. expense that you're going to have to mm-hmm. kind of account for and depending on the scale with which you kind of want to roll out mm. uh that that stuff could exponentially blow up mm-hmm. so i do feel like you're coming in with a really good approach and really kind of evaluating what you think is, you know, important to you and, you know, what what value you're, you're looking for. So I think coming in with that kind of attitude is, it's you know, 
it's responsible, bro. I, I applaud you mm -hmm. for that. So, and I can imagine it to be incredibly frustrating and challenging just because, like what you said, there's a huge backlog. So, there's a lot of competition. Yeah, out dude. There that... Hell yeah. And, you know, with the economy how it is now, labor being expensive, mm -hmm. uh, food material costs being expensive, you know, inflation, like, that's not helping the cause, mm -hmm. obviously. <laughs> I mean, prices, I mean, you go to the grocery store, bro, like, it's, everything's more expensive, man. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, definitely. Um, and, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, man, like, um, you know, not everything can, you know, like, the, 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 the amount of enjoyment that uh, people can mm. get is not going to be sort of just commensurate with the amount of uh, money that you're going to be spending yeah. on, on that kind of thing. Yeah. So I do feel like you guys are very self-aware and you kind of know mm -hmm. uh, what's important to you. And I do feel like, you know, whatever you decide to do, I don't know, man. I'm just excited for it already, man. I do feel like you're going to throw a really good party and just getting good people together. So bottom line, if you got that at sort of like the the base of everything, mm -hmm. dude, it's going to be dope. So you know. you know how it is. I mean, with any party, it's the people that make it right. Like, uh, yeah, you can you can doll it up all you want. Mm -hmm. But it ha the people have to be like me, like the people there have to have a, like they have to bring the party. And if it, that's the case, then the party will be good. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. And that's the whole idea. Like. I'm not really into formalities. You know that. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to I just want to get my friends together, you know, and a reason for people to get together because otherwise it's hard, man. It's hard to get all your friends together at this juncture in life. Mm -hmm. So if you have a wedding, they'll come together. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's the one thing they're like, all right, you know what? Exactly. I will show up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know, man. If anything, that's mm -hmm. actually a key, key kind of decision, you know, it's like what, it, mm -hmm. what, you know, there's a lot of costs even for the guests to to yeah. kind of associate yeah. uh, to to consider when they they mm -hmm. do a wedding, man. So anything that makes it. I mean, even like you said, accessible. you you kind of had a destination wedding, yeah. uh, going to Mark's wedding. Yeah. I mean, it was in SoCal. Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask how your time in SoCal has been. The last time I think you came was for Disney a while back. Yeah. But this time it was a solo trip without your kids. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I mean, how was the trip? <laughs> the trip hey let me just do a quick little recap and i've been leaving it for the yeah. pod and partly i did the sacrifice just so that i could talk talk about it for the pod mm. and and also for 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 self-pride but i drive an ev right so i was mm. driving solo all the way from sacramento down to <laughs> to pasadena and I was trying to, I was trying to get there as soon as I can, man. Because you know, it's it's not an easy drive, dude. It's a grueling nope. drive. What five hours, six hours? Yep. So the day that I drove in, which was a Thursday, um, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna since I'm driving solo, I'm gonna try to make it as soon as I I, I could uh, make it down to SoCal. I don't have kids to worry about in terms of like potty breaks. Or even lunch breaks or whatever. So I'm going to try to get as far as my mileage can get me. Charge it up. And then try to get down to SoCal as much as possible. Mm. Um, so the first hour that I leave from Sacramento. You know, I drive next to a big rig. And like a freaking um, frickin side panel from the big rig. Kind of just uh, breaks off. And I drive over that thing. And I'm I'm straight up bugging, right? Because I have like a, a six hour drive. I don't want to get stuck with a you know with a flat tire in the middle of mm. freaking cow country or whatever. And mm. so I'm bugging. I drove <laughs> over that, and literally within two minutes after it's happening, you know, I pull over to the next exit and I check my car, right? And I look at it, mm. and everything is like. Everything mm -hmm. seems all right. Like the tires look intact, the bumper is fine. Like the body seems all right. I don't know if I drove over like a metal piece or, or a plastic piece. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was, I shouldn't have driven over it. So when mm -hmm. that happens, aside from the fact that I already want to get down to SoCal as soon as possible, uh, I don't want to be on the road for as long as I need to be. So I'm just like. Mm fuck it, man. I'm going to try to make it down to SoCal as soon as possible. This is the first hour that I, I drive. So I'm driving down and I'm half the time uh, on Highway 5, I'm bugging about my tire because even though I did a visual and I was just that, I'm just that type of person. Even do a visual uh, inspection, I don't know if it's all right. So I keep on checking my tire pressure, you know, every 
15 minutes to make sure that my tire isn't deflating. <laughs> and amidst all of this anxiety driving on Highway 5, I forget to turn on my AC. And this is mid-July in Central California driving down to SoCal. So the first 300 miles that I drive down <laughs> before I charge, I'm driving in 80, 85 degree weather. So it's not that bad without AC. And I'm sweating. Sauna, dude. I'm sweating balls, bro. I'm sweating balls in there. <laughs> so I'm charging and I realize that I still have another 300 or 250, 300 miles to, to go to get down to your neck of the woods, Pasadena. And my car's range is about 300 miles. So I'm just like, bro, I don't want to risk it. I want to make sure that I get there. I don't want to make any stops. I don't want to deal with any other BS. So I start driving the next leg at, right after Kettleman City down on Highway 5, down to the Pasadena, through the grapevine. <laughs> and then the challenge becomes harder. I'm <laughs> trying to conserve every bit of EV energy that I have so that I can make it to my destination. And I'm driving literally through 110-degree weather. Oh, shit. Uh, desert temperatures through, you know, hills and whatnot through the grapevine without using an AC. And when I get to the destination, dude, I just realized that I literally drove from Sacramento all the way to Pasadena <laughs> in 100-degree oh, weather without using AC just because A, I could, B, I'm <laughs> stupid, and C, I already committed halfway through. So I don't know, bro. That was uh, that was a crazy little story, man. So uh, I don't know how I made it. I was kind of hallucinating once I got to Pasadena. <laughs> I saw my friends right after that, and I was just like, "Bro, I'm hungry. Let's get some like I need like some beef noodle soup or something like that." It was so hot, but I still needed like something to just kind of get some some uh, some salt in my system because I was like in a sauna for six hours, basically in my car. What a stupid little story, but uh, yeah, man. That's how my trip started. But, um, yeah, uh, your neck of the woods is beautiful, dude. Pasadena is beautiful. Yeah, dude. I mean, first of all, as the younger kids would say, strange flex, but okay. <laughs> um, but but I, I want to I say, as a person who's done that drive many times, mm -hmm. like I get where you're coming from. I, I, in the past, I've definitely taken a lot of pride just going straight through, never resting. Mm-hmm. Like, I would drive at, like, some ungodly hour, like, I don't know, from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. And it'd just be, I could be dead tired, mm -hmm. but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm making it through. Yeah. I'm freaking making it through. You get it, then. And it's, and the thing is, I didn't need to do that. Exactly. <laughs> but, oddly, I had to. <laughs> it was just destiny and fate. I had to do it. Uh, But, yeah, I, I get it. It's just also because you just want to spend less time on the road. Yeah. You just want to get to your destination. Yeah, dude. It's dangerous out on the road, man. You're driving at a high yeah. speed. You just kind of want to yeah. get there. <laughs> and... Also, you just want to get there and just rest. You know? You, like, the road sucks. The thing is, like, if you're driving on the 5, there's nothing. It's not like a scenic drive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if it was a scenic drive, maybe you're like, you know what? I'll stop by the coast and I'll take a, take a gander at the ocean. And it's like, nah. oh, it's nice. But... You're driving in the middle of, like you said, cow country. Yeah. It's freaking 100 degrees. Yeah. You're not going to stop just to stop. Yeah. It's like boring. You're just going to like, let's just push through. Let's keep pushing. Through. Exactly, man. Yeah. So the only difference is you didn't turn on your AC. That's the only difference. That's the because of your EV, right? Yeah. Because you're obviously going to use more energy. Um, that's the more that's the surprising part. Yeah. <laughs> because like doing the drive straight, that's that's normal. But sweating in a sauna box of your car. It's like that part. I'm like, why did you do that to yourself? I know. I, 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 I guess the only reason I can come up with was I already had committed halfway. And it's just one of those things where you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to try to see what I do. You know what's the, what's the funny thing is? I actually could have conserved more energy on the drive if I was using the AC because hot batteries oh. tend to... To actually oh, use a little bit more energy. <laughs> so I should have done my due diligence. And I didn't <laughs> definitely not have uh, have to do that. But hey, man. I don't know, man. Like what you said. Hey, man, you wear, strange you wear that badge with pride. You know, I, you, you battled the elements, dude. I could say you that for a fact that I've been able to make that. And I do feel like there's something. <laughs> some, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, man. It's just like, hey, you know, it's like. 
You know, you, you shoot some buckets and you make like five straight, right? And you want to make sure that you can hit 10 straight. And then, you you know, once you're still not missing, then you're just trying to make sure that you see how far you can get. And then eventually you're just like, oh, I'm there. So it's just one of those eventually, cases. Eventually, for Steph, like it's like 105 degrees yeah. later. And you're like, damn, this guy hasn't missed. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I think driving down 110 degree temperature for six hours <laughs> might be a little bit more difficult than what Steph did. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Pasadena. Sorry for the sorry for the real, real, real quick, uh, big aside there. But I don't know, man. Pasadena. I, I know you kind of lived around that, close to that area yeah. for a little bit. I asked for Definitely. so many recommendations. Beautiful area, dude. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, I forget. Like I, I, I'd be lying if I, I didn't sit there and think, man, I don't, I wouldn't mind living in Pasadena. It's kind of nice here, dude. Like. Great food options, you know. Weather was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, it's not very LA, LA ish. No, uh, definitely not. But you know, still kind of got that SoCal vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's it's been a month since I I was there. Like the the you know the a lot of good food options i i got ice cream from you know that place that you t- took me wanderlust creamery mm-hmm. i, I mm-hmm. ate at dirt dog i ate at like this barbecue mm-hmm. place that you told you told me about mm-hmm. uh dude southern california i can't i can't sleep on mm-hmm. it man i'm such a norcal boy but like i had some fun yeah, down there are. man i know the thing with i can actually envision if you guys move to socal if you had to mm-hmm. like i could see you guys living in Pasadena mm-hmm. I feel like it's the perfect because it's also very suburban and also but has like a, a downtown area that's nice mm-hmm. um, that's bustling and it, it's really like you know, South Pasadena Pasadena it's fa- family settled mm-hmm. most, mostly and it's because the the pace of life is slower but you get the the best of you know both worlds too right like you can choose to, to go out and have fun it's not like I don't know I, I don't I don't know if this is the right comparison but Sacramento tends to be even slower right oh yeah um, absolutely yeah like if you're really in suburbia Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely is much more slower. And I do feel like, you know, uh I don't know, man. I I don't know what would be the comparison of SoCal, but like I do feel like and you know, shout out to all the, the friends of Sacramento, Steve Daliwal. I don't know if you're listening, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I do feel like it's more chain driven. Not that there aren't mm-hmm. chains in Pasadena, but I do feel like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like there's a lot more sort of i don't know like trendy places i don't even know what the 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 term is what it reminds me of and i was kind of talking with the other norcal folks during the wedding uh of what pasadena reminds us of it kind of reminds us of like sort of like us not San Mateo over here up north, mm. but more like a, a Burlingame area. I don't know if you're mm. familiar with Burlingame, but it's kind of like mm. north of Sacra, uh, San Mateo over here in the Bay. Mm. Uh, not quite Cupertino, because I do feel like Cupertino is more Arcadia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for, uh, sure. for sure. But it, I don't know, dude. I, I, I like the vibe. It, it, it was different but familiar, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, mm. And I, I, I liked it, man. Yeah, especially you are a what, South City boy, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you, you, it needs to be, fit a certain vibe for you to enjoy. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm actually glad that you were able to spend some quality time for yourself, man, and meet up with friends yeah. um, away from the kids for, for a, a split second. Yeah. You know, it's just for the weekend, yeah. so it wasn't like forever. Um, and got to enjoy you time. Because you're a dad now, man. Like, it's not much of that, to be honest. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. The only thing I missed not doing uh, was uh, squeezing a ball of hoop, uh, uh, mm. a bowl of hoop, uh, some some, <laughs> uh, some some hoops down there. I, I don't know. Yeah, for we, me, hey, we it was not without yeah, effort. Yeah, it definitely thinking, was maybe. an attempt to make that happen. I think if it were, if you weren't part of a wedding a wedding party, we probably would have in, made in it. hindsight it wouldn't have worked. But uh, I I was trying, man. I was trying to see what what kind of run I could get yeah. down there. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, speaking of hoops. I was definitely repping uh, Dub Nation while I was down there, <laughs> you know. Oh I, yeah, I remember you took a you took a picture and you you, you showed me. Yeah, I was like I was strutting high, man, just because mm. I don't know, man. It was just fresh off the finals. I was like I was repping, mm-hmm. you know. 
was repping a Warriors jersey. I was repping like Warriors shorts. I'm sure I got a couple of uh, raised eyebrows, but hey, man, whatever. <laughs> when in SoCal, I gotta I gotta rep my dub. So, well, especially you guys won the chip. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, got you gotta. That's the time. That's to do the it. time to flex, right? That's the time to flex. And I was yeah. flexing for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, SoCal, man, awesome place. Well, I, well, let's let's transition because if we're talking about SoCal, mm. <laughs> that's a trip that you went on. But you actually went on another trip a couple of weeks later, yeah. and you went to you came to SoCal. SoCal's huge, just to let yeah. you guys know, right? So you came for another kind of trip, and this time you came with your kids, oh yeah, and your wife, yeah. and you know, a couple friends, right? Actually, uh, a past guest of yeah. the show as yeah. well. Um, and you guys went to Disneyland, dude. So your your schedule was packed. I kind of want to get a a beat on how your Disneyland trip was because we weren't able to meet up. Some stuff came up and you were honestly really busy with Disneyland because when you spend all that money, you got to make sure you maximize, bro. Yeah, man. You got to make sure you're there all all day, all night. Dude, Disneyland is popping these days, um, you know, (laughs) and I guess it's because it's towards the end of the summer. And that's partly the reason why I went down despite just being up up uh, down there not too long ago. Was you wanted to kind of squeeze in a trip right before kindergarten started for my my oldest and man you know they the disneyland had like a you know a, a three-day park deal for california residents locked and nice. loaded we went three days in the two parks dca one day two days of disneyland mm-hmm. and we were ready to rock and roll um you've had a chance to uh to check out the um the hotel that we stayed at uh the grand californian yeah, dude, it's nice Talking about, uh, you know, dropping bank, Disney mm-hmm. definitely doesn't hesitate to, to, mm-hmm. to, to take your dollars away from you. But, you know, having two small kids, um, we yeah. figured it was a good time to just kind of, you know, bite the bullet and, and stay uh, to one of the properties that is really closest to the, it probably is the closest yeah. one, actually, to, to the mm-hmm. parks. And um, Disneyland was beautiful, man, as always. Happiest mm-hmm. place on earth, right? Uh, they do it right. They definitely do it right. So the last time I went was it, during the holidays, and it's always a different vibe, right? During the holidays, mm. they have like all the Christmas stuff, you know, Santa, mm. you know, all of that stuff. Right in the summer, I think is the way that I actually kind of associate a lot of these theme parks. I don't know about you, mm. but like when I think about theme parks, it's always like a summer trip. Like it's blazing hot mm. outside, you know. There's a mm. ton of people. And you're just kind of going from ride to ride and just kind of experiencing the vibe of the theme park. So this is definitely familiar. Uh, man, it was super hot. Down, I mean, you're down yeah, there, dude. bro. So you know how crazy it was, man. It was really hot. It was like 90 degrees out there, spending yeah. like the whole day at the park um, and just kind of enjoying it with the kids right before they go to school. I know you were telling me that I haven't been to Disneyland in a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, I think I actually went during a, a period in the pandemic where things were, were opening mm-hmm. up a little mm-hmm. bit. I think I checked out the new Marvel campus or whatever it's called. Yeah. But they didn't have like what it is called now. What's the pass called? Before it was Fast Pass. Yeah. But now they actually have like a paid a l- tier where you. Yeah, yeah. It, well, let me break it down because this is really fresh in my mind. Yeah. I, um, I they have know. what this, this program called Genie Plus. So Genie Plus is what you use in conjunction with the Disneyland app where you pay an additional, I I believe it's 20 bucks uh, on top of your ticket price, which enables you to, uh, 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 you pay 20 bucks for Genie Plus, which enables you to sign up for rides uh, uh, ahead of time, essentially reserve a Mm. spot, you know, on Mm. that ride uh, using what, what they like to call or what they call a lightning lane. So if you plan mm. yourself, uh, your uh, your rides accordingly, you can literally kind of book a slot on your Disneyland app um, for essentially just like a fast pass, a lightning lane to be able mm. to ride something uh, and, 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 and bypass like the standby line. Um, and let me tell you this, in a nutshell, at least from our experience, maybe the cat's not out of the bag yet about uh, about uh genie plus or people are cheap and they don't want to spend that 20 bucks but it worked well for us bro like the whole time the three days that we were there um i i i shit you not i think the longest time we spent in line was 20 minutes 
Mm. And bro, like seeing the waiting times for a lot of these rides, and you know this, right? Like you could legitimately yeah. wait like 60 to 80 minutes, depending on what the ride oh, yeah. is. Easy. Um, and especially if it's like in blazing hot weather. Oh man, I've like, been in there. Been, I've I done would, that before. It's I would easily pay the upcharge to be able to, mm. you know, to uh, to just forego that, dude. Um, it's not as easy as just like, oh, you buy Genie Plus and you can skip all the lines. It's a little bit more complicated yeah, than that. You have to be strategic, Yeah, absolutely. Right? I do feel like in order for you to really optimize that, you really gotta, gotta think about the rides that uh, are in the most demand and uh, it, it even think about like what are the most crowded times and whether or not you want to use the Genie Plus. Because the thing is with Genie Plus is you can't, you can only book one lightning ra- uh, lane ride uh, once at a time, meaning that you can't just mm. like, oh, I want to go to Rise of Resistance and then all of these other rides mm. and then book it for mm. the whole day. So you need to make sure mm. that you use it and you can't book another ride until you you use that lightning lane. Oh. Um, uh, you know, within with that within that time frame. Um, in addition mm. to the lightning lane uh, sort of option, um, staying on property also enables you uh to have what they what they used to call like a magic hour or early early access to the park so the park opens at 8 a.m right uh and that's rope drop that's what they call it right and they let everybody in and then everybody can run around and go to line up for the rides if you stay on any of the disney properties you have a 30 minute sort of head start right if you flash nice. your card there's a special kind of pathway that they enable folks to be able to kind of access the park before the public does so within that 30 minutes if you're really smart about it like you know you can get dibs on the ride mm-hmm. so we use that for rise of the resistance um nice. actually uh we use that for the spider-man ride um, mm-hmm. um i don't know if we use it for the rise of the resistance i use the lightning name for rise of the resistance mm-hmm. uh, but we use that for like like the kids rides because I had my kids with me. Mm. So like right before like all the like the crowds come in, you can get in all of like the kids rides, get a photo in front of the castle before like, you know, you know, 80 people are just mm. trying to take the same photo at the same time. So, mm. you know, you know, if if you're if you put in the work, you can definitely mm-hmm. kind of avoid all of this, this stuff. So it's. You know, it's not as easy yeah. as just kind of dropping the funds and just using it. Mm. I do think you have to be smart about it. But if you are, you can have a grand old time, man. I felt like after the end of the trip, like I didn't feel like I needed, I missed anything. You know what I mean? I do feel mm. like that's a very satisfying feeling. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sh- you know, there are a lot of Disney hardcore uh, fanatics mm. out there and uh, of the parks and i'm sure there's online resources where people have tried to maximize not just genie plus but just in general yeah. the park so for those of you who plan to go to disneyland i highly recommend you just do a google search i'm sure there's a lot of resources Absolutely. out there i think i've seen some yeah, before dude. where they tell you where to hit up certain rides at what turn certain t- certain times mm-hmm. of the day to maximize um and i'm sure there's resources of if you have kids <laughs> like how to do it do the park with kids um, to maximize. I'll tell you this, Mickey, hey. Mickey Mouse, he don't he don't hesitate to to take your money, <laughs> no, dude. No, I mean, look, Disney <laughs> is a is a is about making money, yeah. all right? <laughs> hey, um, aside from like this, all of this stuff, dude. One of the recommendations mm. that you told us about, we actually tried, dude. You mm. told me about Lamplight Lounge, uh, over DCA, oh, yeah. dude. We actually were able to book. Actually, it's hard to book these these places. You have it to is, book. Dude. It is. Hard. You have to wake up at like six a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. to actually when they open up reservations, book way in advance to be able to lock in these freaking yeah. reservations. Crazy. So it's it's not easy. Especially how crazy, especially how crazy Disneyland is now. Everyone's there. Like, I went just to Downtown mm-hmm. Disney uh, when things started opening up, and I just thought, oh man, it's Downtown Disney. Like. It should be chill. Dude, there were so many people there. I was like, this is on a Monday. Yeah, like, I thought it would be not dead, but it would be like, oh, you know what? Casual. Yeah. But I was like, man, it's a freaking yeah. Monday. Yep. People just want to be yeah, out. Dude. And I'm like, let alone the park. I'm like, dude, the park must be the, packed. The park was definitely packed. Um, But 
But lamplight, lamplight. Yeah, now. thanks for the um, recommendation, yeah. dude. And it's it was on point. It probably was the best meal that I had with uh, amongst yeah, all the good, parks, right? man. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, like we tried the lobster nachos, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was good. Uh, but yeah. I really enjoyed. Uh, frick, what did we get there? They had like some poke. Man, I forget already oh, what yeah, the, they, I had. I forgot already. No, they had like a pork chop or something like that. Man, what was it? But Lamplight Lounge, for sure, mm-hmm. one of the best places to eat. Like if you want mm-hmm. a sit down. It's a cool vibe oh, yeah, too, dude. right? It was definitely, yeah. you know, it has that Pixar themed. What I loved yeah. was they had the best, uh, the best drinks. Like if you want adult drinks mm-hmm. in any of the mm-hmm. parks, Oh my god, dude! Like their drinks were just so on point, so yeah. heavenly. Apparently, there was even like a a secret menu. I didn't even look that up until after, mm. where you can order mm. like like you know special drinks, man. So yeah. I really thoroughly enjoyed Lamplight Lounge. I think the pork chop was what we ordered or something like that. Mm. It was freaking delicious, dude. Best meal. Yeah, definitely highly, highly recommend. Even even if you go with family, like it's it's a yeah your kids. It's a good place for kids yeah. as well. Um, adults can have some adult beverages and kids, I mean, responsibly, obviously. Um, and the kids, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a Pixar theme, so they're going to enjoy it as well. In Dis- I'm glad you got checked. I'm glad you Yeah, dude. Uh, and in Disneyland, I tried, uh, I don't know if you've ever tried it, like the, um, mm-hmm. the New Orleans kind of uh, restaurant. Is it in the Pirates? It's uh, No, that's no. the fancy one. No. But they have like oh, I, have you been to the fancy? No, one? we didn't do the fancy one. I've been once. I've been once. Yeah, it's nice. It's 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 nice, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but there's a, another sit down restaurant. It's kind of hard to get reservations for that as well. Um, but like they had the best freaking bowl of gumbo I've ever had, dude. Oh word, dude. Wow. So like, I don't know, man. And a hot day if you get the mint julep from like uh from that area too. Oh my god. It's just, it was so, I don't know, man. I don't know how Disney does it. Like, I don't know how they're able to serve, like, really delicious food amidst, in, like, in a mm. theme park. Like, I guess, yeah. I don't know, man. If you got the resources, you can kind of hire the best chefs mm-hmm. or whatever uh, and do it. But it was just, we had so much fun just eating. I never felt mm-hmm. guilty about eating just because, like, I legit had, like, 20,000 steps or 32,000 steps one day, dude. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I think I I'm... I walked 17 miles. At least that's what my, my tracker was saying. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, three days, uh, back to back to back. I'm so dead tired after one day at Disney, <laughs> uh, usually. I'm like, just like, I have to have a day of recovery afterwards. It's just all the walking and the yeah. heat. Honestly, a lot of this, yeah. the heat. Uh, you're just in the heat. Yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. That twenty eight thousand was one day, dude. That wasn't like all three days in total, dude. I I legitimately went over fifty k steps in those three days. And you you need to fill yourself up like like the whole day in the park. So you gotta gotta be loading up those calories if you're just walking around so many steps. So no guilt, dude. I don't feel any any dude. Anytime you go to Disneyland, I feel no guilt. Whatever I eat. Like I've never felt guilty eating anything. I don't know. Like give me, give me a corn dog. Give me like, you know, whatever lobster nachos, all the other stuff. The churros, obviously churro, dude. Sugar, I don't know. Fried yeah. food, no, no regrets. Yeah, I think my my wallet hurt more than my 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 uh, my conscience. Yeah, that for sure. That for sure. You know what? You <laughs> but I was telling my friends from NorCal though, and I I don't want to be like a NorCal snob out here, but like. It's expensive to eat out here in the Bay Area, mm. man. And like, oh yeah, it seeing is. some of the Disney prices, I'm just like, eh, it's kind of like a night in San Francisco, man. <laughs> it's just kind of that's how crazy NorCal prices are. I-, I told you a while back, I went up to NorCal um, for my sister's mm-hmm. proposal, and I just went to get like boba and popcorn chicken, and it's like two dollars more than what it usually is in SoCal, and that's a yeah. lot, dude. Two dollars yeah. more—that's a that's a huge yeah, market, exactly, dude. And I'm like, damn. Standard living is high. Yeah, exactly, here. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, I mean, it added up. Don't get me wrong, bro. It added up, but like getting skewers at Bengal Barbecue, for example, I was just like, I mean, it is a little od to spend like freaking like six bucks, seven bucks for like one skewer. But I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, 
this ghetto Filipino spot that I go up here, like they'll charge like four bucks. So I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's definitely interesting. But despite that, I'll tell you yeah. this: Disney doesn't take any shortcuts because the rides, no. like no. when I went in December, I try, I, I didn't have a chance to ride R- Rise of the Resistance, and I don't know if you have. No, I haven't, oh, dude. That's the one ride dude. actually I still need to. <sighs> I know, I know. Trust me, man. Yeah, I, I need to make a. Disney I went trip. with my friend Janook, and he's friend of the program. He's you know he tunes in sometimes, and then he he he's been a guest. He said it's the best ride mm-hmm. he's ever been on. Um, wow! I mean, I've I've heard high praise about it, to be honest. Uh, but I've I've obviously people have not wanted to spoil it. Yeah. Me, so. But I'll tell you this, dude. It's like, it's not a ride. It's it's an experience. Like it's immersive. Oh wow! Like, ah, bro. Oh my god. I know, man. You can't you can't go farther yeah. than that. Further it's than de- that. You gotta it's, stop. It's yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. It's definitely up there. So, I find it interesting that they put actually the the Star Wars land in um in Disneyland and not California Adventure. Mm-hmm. But it's just I don't know, man. I I felt I think it's 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 a flagship. You know, you can't you can't I, put it. I mean, as much as like they improved DCA mm-hmm. a lot, I mean Disneyland is their flagship. You know, you got to put Star Wars land there. Yeah, I guess uh, DCA already has a um, Avengers Campus. So if you really think about it, you kind of really want to spread the wealth, right, and be able to to do that. What, what did you think of uh, the Avengers Campus? Um, I had more of a chance to actually explore it this time around, dude, and it's mm-hmm. pretty good. But after being to um, you know, the Star Wars area in Disneyland, I feel yeah. like the Star Wars area is bigger, right? Yeah. And, it's also more. It immersive. is more immersive. Like you know, you're walking around. You got like stormtroopers and like a Wookiee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just kind of milling around is that's kind of like a cool experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it happens in Avengers Campus. Like we were just walking, and then like yeah. the Dora Minaj, like would uh, mm-hmm. you know whatever Black Panthers like warriors were just walking past us, right? Uh, mm-hmm. there's a time where we saw a Spider-Man like walking like a little girl. Maybe it was like a special thing. And oh. like uh it was it was it was cool, but I might have to put the 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 Star Wars land ahead of the Avengers campus. Wait, let mm-hmm. me ask you this. Um since you know you, you went mm-hmm. with your kids, where were they losing their minds at? Like like where in the park? Was it like Mickey? Was it Avengers? Was it Star Wars? Like what's what's really getting them like, oh my god, it's Spider-Man or you know? Yeah maybe my kids aren't representative of most kids um um mm. they tend to get overwhelmed uh when it's like super mm. intense with a lot of people and there's a lot of shit going on it is a lot of shit going on <laughs> it, i mean in real talk it is right but for them what they really kind of enjoyed the most and it's so freaking funny dude is they enjoyed uh it's a small world oh that's yeah that's cute. it is right yeah. but like yeah. I, I figured it would yeah. be like see I didn't expect that. I know. That. That's what I'm saying, right? Because I figured it would be like seeing Mickey, but then I don't know yeah. how you felt, but I guess they're really small. If they see like a character that they use, they only see in like cartoons and then he's like, you know, like 5'8", he's like, five huge? Eight, yeah. and, like trying to interact with <laughs> you, like that's like overwhelming, right? Um, yeah, man. And yeah. I don't know. They just really like It's a Small World. Like, you know, they were... Oh. I, I took my son uh, to... Uh, the Spider-Man ride, and he loves Spider-Man right now, mm-hmm. and he got overwhelmed because it was very sort of intense, yeah. loud. There's just a lot of mm-hmm. things happening, right? And he's not used mm-hmm. to that, so I don't mm-hmm. think he enjoyed it. We brought him to Cars Land, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I don't know, maybe it was too scary for him. But it's a small world mm-hmm. for my two sons. Vibed out, dude. They were singing this song nice. right after. Oh, it was kind of crazy. Oh, that's sweet. And I, I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, bruh, like, yeah, you know, like, of course, man. I've seen this way too many times. I, I appreciate it from their perspective. If anything, that's yeah, that's like it's added like a, a renewed appreciation for it because it's just like it's puppets mm. singing the same. I, I almost thought it was creepy for some point, like because of the the, mm. the the song and, and oh, all yeah. of that stuff. As an adult, man, yeah, it is creepy. But it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like the kids loved it, dude. And it's just such a sort of a chill ride. You're slow. If it's hot outside and you go there, it's just a nice little vibe. So they loved it, man. For me, though, Rise of the Resistance. 
bro. It was. <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin wow. it for you. I don't know what your favorite ride is at Disneyland. I'm. I, I've been talking a lot, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't know what what was your, you know, experience. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what that ride is called. Um, oh, was it at Disneyland? Was it at uh California? Yeah, it's at Disneyland. It's the railroad ride. Big Thunder. Actually, like, for real. Big. I actually really like Big Thunder. I don't know why. I've always, I mean, yeah. maybe it's a childhood thing. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just very homey and yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it's a roller coaster. You know, like being older now, like I can't handle roller coasters as much. Like when I went on, um, I don't know what's called in DC anymore. The the, the big roller coaster. I think they changed the name of it. Incredible coaster. Huh? Yeah, like oh yeah, it used to be something different. But I I went on that the last time, and I was like, man, I can't handle this anymore. Like. I don't know, my heart and my body just doesn't handle nah, those roller coasters the same anymore. So I appreciate the the, the thrill. The, getting yeah. the thrill, but also not having it being intense mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, but that, that you know, obviously, um, Star, was it, uh, dude, mm-hmm. Space Mountain? Um, I love Space Mountain, so. No, yeah, it's it's there's like nostalgia associated with, with that, with uh, Space Mountain. So definitely the roller coasters were great. Um, mm-hmm. one last story, at least with Disneyland for me was, um, um, Jinook and I rode, um, Splash Mountain and when it's hot and crazy oh, out, shit. out there, yeah. like, you know, I, the line was crazy. Like, I, I think it was mm-hmm. longer than Rise of the Resistance or just as long for Splash Mountain because mm-hmm. it's a classic and it's been a minute since I've ridden Splash Mountain because I've been, I've gone on winter and I sure as hell didn't want to get wet in the winter because it could get a little cold. Mm-hmm. This time when we rode it with this the the uh, lightning lane, I think we waited about fifteen minutes, which isn't bad. But bro, mm. it was funny because when we were riding, Jinook and I were, you know, like I guess per per whatever like log that you you have, there's probably like six or seven people that can ride a log. We were probably yeah. I was probably fourth in line or fifth in line, and Jinook mm. was sixth. But right in front of me was this lady, and she might have been a little heavier than me. And I'm a big boy, bro. <laughs> Whoa, exactly, you a big man. Boy. Cool. So what was funny is I wasn't sure how the physics would work out with Splash Mountain, <laughs> with uh, you know, with some some big big people in that log. Whether or not it would be advantageous to be up front if you're heavier <laughs> to to maximize splash ability. Or have it in the back. Mm-hmm. I think up front might be more advantageous for that. But what had happened was mm-hmm. since we were four and five in the log, we got mm-hmm. soaked. Because if you really think about how a oh. log falls down, if you yeah. really want to maximize like splashing everywhere, if you have the weight in the middle, once it hits mm. the bottom, once it hits like the, mm-hmm. the water... If all the weight is in the middle, it literally will sink that. So I don't think we really <laughs> splashed everything, but we kind of just sunk. <laughs> and all the water got into our lower extremities. So when I got out of there, dude, my feet were super soaked, bro. Like I had, I literally oh, was sitting outside in the patio. I took my socks off and I put my shoes out under the sun. Everybody was trying to avoid the sun. I was trying to dry out just because, you know, big lady and big boy wow. were in the middle of the Splash Mountain. I swear to God, dude, it's the wettest I've ever been. And I've been at a water park before. I was so freaking wet, dude. I felt like I actually took a dip in the water. It was crazy. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, I, I haven't been on Splash Mountain in forever because I actually don't like getting wet yeah. at a park. I have this thing with having wet clothes, and I just yeah. don't like the feeling. I, it's yeah. it's a pet peeve. Um, yeah, but but when it's like a hundred degrees or ninety hundred degrees, getting wet is not such a bad idea. But I mean, it depends on what level of soak you get. Because yeah, you gotta air air dry. <laughs> you don't want to be walking around freaking. Dude, there's up. nothing worse than wet socks, dude. Like it's just like. Oh, dude, I hate that. Yeah, dude, I. Ha- it actually gives me the heat. I had to take my dude. socks off and Ugh. and be sockless yeah. with. You know, for the park for a little bit. Good thing we were uh, near near uh, a nearby property, just because I had to get get out of there and, and get changed. Man, it was crazy. But just for reference, every if we go next time, don't be, don't have me in the middle, bro. Just have me be in the back. You know, uh, 
Weight oh, distribution dude. is important. Yeah. I was worried, man, because I saw her and I was like, this lady's thighs are bigger than my thighs. <laughs> like, like her calves were as big as my thighs. And I got some big freaking thighs, man. It's crazy. Yeah, anyway, fun times at the park, man. Yeah. Uh, man. I'm glad you got to share your experience at Disney um, with your family. And obviously, you, you took the trip mm-hmm. with Janook. Uh, and yeah, they had mm-hmm. a good time as well. And the fact that you could say after the trip that you felt like there was no stone unturned. That says a lot that you put yeah. a lot in because a lot of times there's not enough time for everything. Um, but you were there for three days. so Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I felt like, you know, two, you can make it work two days, but you put a lot more pressure on yourself to hit everything. You know, mm-hmm. stay three days. Mm-hmm. You know, pet, of course, it comes at a cost. But if you can stay three days, it gives you opportunity, ample opportunity to hit everything that you need to. So... I don't know how many more trips you can do like this, man. You know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> hey, man. I feel like for you, your kids, they're at different stages mm-hmm. of development. You know, they're, they're young now. Um, but as they get older, uh, I can see your wife wanting to do another mm-hmm. Disney trip because they're older and they can experience it in a different way. Because like you said, your kids, you know, justifiably so, some of it is very mm-hmm. overwhelming. I mean, it's a lot of stimulation, overstimulation, if anything, right? Um, so as they get older, it's going to be less and less so and they can enjoy it in a yeah. different way. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you will be back. I guarantee you, you will be back for another three day trip. I don't know when, but you will f- be for sure because I yeah. know your wife, dude. Yeah. She loves Disneyland. <laughs> These kids are hella spoiled, though, man. You know what I mean? Like, they're, hey, they're tossing away yeah. like $12 hot dogs. Like, it's like, it's like, it's nothing, <laughs> man. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a good thing. You know, Jenna put it in a, in a very good uh, way. It's just like, these kids are very mm-hmm. lucky to be able to kind of experience these things. And partly because mm-hmm. the parents, mm-hmm. us, want to experience this as well yeah. but yeah. uh and we enjoy it so they're benefiting from that but jenna put it this way it was just like you know you might as well have the kids have fun right now just because with climate change and all of the bullshit that's been happening in the world you don't know what their yeah. <laughs> their future will look like like legit dude exactly, like dude. with climate change maybe when they're older at least they can have these core memories yeah, embedded in their head that they had a good time because yeah. i don't know man <laughs> Not to put a dark spin on I things. I agree, much. man. <laughs> nah, dude. I actually think like what we've learned in the past two and a half years is like the things. It was easy to take for granted the things that we thought were just mm-hmm. a given. Um, hanging out with friends, um, enjoying mm-hmm. life normally. That shit got taken away because, yeah, a pandemic. And to be honest, as we're getting more woke to understand viruses, like I. I am not ignorant that something like that can happen again. You know, like, you just don't know, dude. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. Like, so, and just, yeah, take advantage of the moments you have. <laughs> I know. I uh, definitely, yeah. I do feel like, yeah, you know, after the journey we've all been through the past couple of years, we, you know, it's, it's good to be able to kind of enjoy what was taken away, like what you had said, but this is the new world we're living in. If yep. it's not COVID, it's monkeypox. If it's not monkeypox, it's some some new thing that's going to be coming out. And I don't know, man. You know, you just kind of be able mm-hmm. to balance. And, you know, it's all about balance, man. You know, have some fun, but also mm-hmm. kind of remember, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what's important in life and and do all of that together. So I'm glad to, yeah. to be able to experience it and give my kids an opportunity to experience things because... I sure as hell was not tossing $12 hot dogs on the trash, man. I was bringing in spaghetti <laughs> and Ziploc bags back in the day. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, every generation is different, bro. Um, but yeah, with that said, I think it's a good time to mm-hmm. end this episode. Um, just like the off-season, this is the off-season for us, so let's just keep the topics yes, off-season for now. Um, with the NBA season coming upon us, training camp coming up, um, and a lot of drama to be coming, you know, yeah. we'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. That's always going to be there so um i'm glad that you got to celebrate uh flexing the dubs <laughs> uh, when you were in socal because hey man like like you said you, you can't take things for granted you can't take things for granted getting a chip can't take it for granted because you don't know when it's going to come back nba season is crazy a mm. lot of things happen a lot of variables so when you can get that win definitely, you know, rip it. definitely, <laughs> definitely so yeah. because once the nba season starts it's just 
everyone's trying to get to that 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 golden exactly. spot again you know it's it's yeah. it's a whole new uh a whole new season so at that point in time it's old mm-hmm. news old hat at that point so and the last thing I'll say before we end this episode is I think the Warriors are actually getting their rings against Ooh, the Lakers. Opening night. Yeah. So we'll have a lot to talk about, bro. We'll have a lot to talk about. That's another way for you to flex on the Lakers. <laughs> another night you can flex on the Lakers. So, yeah, we'll see We'll see how it all shakes down with the offseason coming to a close, with training camp opening up, and we'll uh, get back to business soon enough when all that stuff starts popping off, all right? Yes, sir. All right, take care, guys. Um, We'll link our socials as usual in the description. And thanks for tuning in to this off-season episode. And soon enough, we'll be back with the NBA season. Peace. Peace.